I said, I'm not going to go to petrol station. That is why we have a phone and we have Google. I said, Google, where can I get petrol? And not just, where can I get diesel? And then Google said, here, here, here. So I called the first one. I said, do you have diesel? They said, yes, we have. I said, if I drive and I get there, will I get diesel? The guy said, yeah, come. So I, we went. And when, when we got there, I was like, are they sure they have? And when we arrived, first of all, the only petrol they had was diesel. So already I knew that we were in a good place. Then they had put one of those 35 pounds kind of thing. I say, my car, 35 pounds is like dropping water. It will not even. So when, and when you fill the 35, it stops, isn't it? So when you do it, it stopped. Then I entered the place, and the guy was like, number this, 35. I said, 35 is not enough for me. And then he was looking at me. And I said, no, at all. I need how much. I said, I need a few 35. He said, no problem. Pay for the 35. Go and get your next 35. Pay for your 35. Go and get your next. And then the, what, the, the last one, when I went, then there was a guy behind me. The guy was like, can I have another 35? He looked at him. He was like, no. I said, what? You don't have the overflow. <laughs> you are not working in the overflow. Because if you are working in the overflow, you will leave this petrol station with a full tank. Yeah, you know, I came to see the car. I told Phoebe, we have a full tank until next week or the week after or whatever. And the guy, and after I had paid and he had said no to the other guy, he explained to me that, you see, sometimes they, they think that it's a relative or something. But, you know, it's not that. It's just that he said, this, this, this. I said, God bless you. Whatever made you allow me to do? Don't explain yourself. Favor is also coming upon you. Do you understand? So the overflow that we have received is going to remain with us in small things, in big things, in spiritual things, in carnal things, in physical things, in emotional things. We are going to overflow. Hallelujah. But you must have that confidence. You see, I just knew that they couldn't give me shortage kind of petrol. I, I knew that it's not possible that now that I have found the diesel. Yeah. So I, I, even though they had pasted it everywhere, everywhere they've pasted it, no more. But I just knew that, okay, this is for people. But those of us in the overflow, there's also a law that operates on us. May you carry that wisdom, that faith, that grace. It doesn't matter. When you see no, don't turn back. The no wasn't meant for you. Do you understand? You can look behind or look at the side and see, ah, okay, these are the no people. And then go and get what belongs to you. Amen. So I just thought that, you know, Reverend and Pastor Sam have taken almost all the dimensions of how to walk in the overflow from leakage to overflow from farming to, you know, we have had it, how to overflow in the anointing, how our cup will run over, you know, anointing, and it's like, we are going to get it. So when I was just preparing to just share something so that the Lord also encouraged me that, you know, with the overflow... There are also blind spots that we must keep an eye on. And there are also, you know that every blessing also has its challenges. Did you know that? Every blessing. You ask those who used to be financially challenged and they are no longer financially challenged. They will tell you that some of them can't sleep because of the money they have now. Yeah, it's true. You will see that those that we threw confetti on, you know, here comes the bride, all dressed in white, we drew, you know, the petal. It was a blessing. It's like, 
you know, when ask them, it also comes with its issues. Do you understand? We went for your baby dedication, outdoor rain, whatever, and you were so blessed with all these children, and then it comes with its issues. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. So every overflow, every blessing, everything that, you know, is good for us must also be taken care of well. Do you, do you understand? Everything that is supposed to be a blessing to us can also become the, the thing that brings frustration or the thing that even causes us to fail in other areas of our lives. You know, so there's a passage in scripture that I think we should have a look at because we also want to break a certain vicious cycle that comes with the overflow, you know. Because when your cup begins to run over, when shortage seems to disappear, when lack seems to be far from you, there is a great tendency for all of us to become all kinds of things, you know, and you come to realize that having sufficiency and then having more than sufficiency can make you become arrogant. Yeah. You know, that is why sometimes, you know, even when you think that, oh, this person is a good person, this is a, wait till they have something in their hand. Hmm. It can make you also become self-indulgent because anything you want, you can have. Do you understand? I'm saying that we are looking at the vicious cycle that also comes with the presence of an overflow. So you will see that a, a, a pastor or a child of God who becomes a great minister and who is able to heal, that also generates, do you understand, a certain level of arrogance. And that is why sometimes we laugh at some of these things, but the truth is that it's the overflow that has caused them to decide that I'm going to enter the church on a horse or, you know, people should carry me from the back to my seat or all kinds. You know, you become self-indulgent. You become arrogant. Somebody say, mercy, Lord. Yeah. You know, you see that you are becoming... And, and you see, when we say overflow, everybody can be, have an overflow at a certain level. Because if you are using a teacup and I'm using a mug, your overflow will start early. Do, do, do you understand? It doesn't take much for you to be overflowing. And that, all those things are a risk. Because when you begin to experience a level of overflow, it also makes you disrespectful. I don't need you. Do, do you understand? I don't have to, control, I don't have to, I mean, yeah, who is it? Do, do you get it? Maybe, because even simple things like thank you or Yes, please, or is it? No, it's like, it is me who has more. <laughs> I'm coming, give me way. And we are all susceptible to it. I mean, we all have the potential to fall into that trap. Do you understand? So I'm not saying for you to be thinking of somebody who got a big job and became funny. Please, leave them alone. Yours is also coming. <laughs> Yours is also coming. Yours is also coming. Yeah, and that is when people will be like, I'm so shocked. When did this person become so disrespectful? Do you understand? Even in certain cultures, in certain environments, you realize that somebody may travel to, they'll say, oh, dear, I went home because I want to marry somebody from my village or from my town. Go and marry the person. The person is so humble. And then you have brought the person to uh, United States or United Kingdom or wherever, you know, you have, you have, then, then they get, 
you know, and then they managed to educate themselves, then they get a nice job or something, and then one day, you know, they come from work, and you're like, what are we having for dinner? See, sorry, I, I didn't even say hello to online people. You are here, and then sometimes you also restrict my example, so. <laughs> yeah. I was going, you know, what are we having for dinner, or where is my dinner? Then the person will say, where's your hands, where's your leg? You know? Yeah. You see that they, they become disrespectful. Do, do you understand? They become disrespectful. They become disrespectful. Yeah. They become, somebody was sharing a story with me that, you know, the, this person went to bring the husband. Well, they went and they went to marry somebody and they brought the person. And then, oh, she said by the time she'll come from work, oh, amazing husband, everyone. He'll clean the house, roll the things, iron the things, whatever. Year one, year two, year three. Then by the grace of God, you know, doors were opening for him. And then, you know, he to be had a title and then he had... You know, yeah. And one day he called and said that we need to have a conversation. Do you understand? You have to remember that I'm the man in the house. Some things must stop. Yeah. Some things must stop. This is the last day you see me in the kitchen. This is the last day there. And I want to tell you, this kind of dishes, stop cooking them. Do you understand? If you don't know how to cook, and he was mentioning dishes he doesn't know. Why is it that you can't cook some of the lasagna? Why can't you cook? Go and learn how to cook them. Do you understand? I said overflow can cause disrespect. Yeah. When you have an overflow, it can cause disrespect. If you feel that you are more anointed than somebody, it can cause disrespect. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Hmm. Hmm. As for pride, it's one of the first things that come, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of the first things. Pride comes everywhere. Pride comes everywhere, everywhere. Even you can just graduate. I, <laughs> this week, you know, I was interviewing somebody, and the person was like, they have done this, they have done this, and, you know, they are also just about to qualify. I had never even heard of that uh, you know, I know PAD, I know doctor, but this one, I've never heard of it before, BT, something, something, something. And he was like, yeah, it has exposed him to realize that certain processes in the, this, this, that, this, that, in the construction, must be, blah, blah. he was just going, I was looking at him, I said, poor boy. <laughs> even there's a, the thing, you haven't even finished the course, though. You, you are on it. I, we don't even know whether you finish. And already the small thing said, oh, the lecturers have exposed them to realize that there are certain things that are not compliance with the law. I say, okay. Mm. One day you will see that it is not like that. Yeah. There are so many, we can think of so many examples. Yeah. Sometimes you see that that is what makes us become rebellious to authority. Yeah. Because nobody matters. And it doesn't matter who you are. When you, don't, when you are not aware of it, it can catch you. It can overtake you. It can press you down. And anytime you have an overflow, the opportunity to become rebellious, disrespectful, proud, arrogant, they are there. They are waiting for you at the door, on your doorstep. I'm telling you. I mean... And the thing is that it's such a natural human tendency. Do you know that 
I hadn't noticed it, but somebody prompted me that when you go into a shop, so let me give you an example, that when you go into a shop, let's say the shop sells handbags or suitcases or briefcases or whatever, depending on the handbag or briefcase or whatever, or, or they, they sell shoes, depending on the shoe you're wearing, they look at it and they analyze whether you can afford the shoes and the bags, and then they treat you as such. True or false? Yeah. Sometimes, and, and you can also go into shops, they look at it and they're like, you know, the things here are a thousand pounds each, and these ones are trying to tell you that don't bother coming in. Yes, you can go out. So when you also get to the place where when you go in, you know that you can collect thousands, you can collect ten of them. The people also have a certain edge to please you, which makes you more pompous. I remember in, in London, in Harrods, which is like one of the most expensive shops, there are certain categories of people, you know, like when the Arabs walk in with their turban and everything, they can close their place. They can literally, or if they're on a particular floor, they can close the floor. Because they know that if the people choose, they can empty the floor. And you put, you come to buy one item, one item, one item. Jeez. Hmm. I'm saying all this because our overflow is here and it's going to continue. So we will have to fight all these things. Let's read the scripture so that you know that you came to Wednesday church and you read the scripture. Nehemiah chapter 9. You know, they were pleading with the Lord, and the Lord was also explaining certain things to them. And I pray that when we read the scripture, it will let us appreciate the reason why we cannot afford to go with the flow which comes with the overflow. We cannot go with that flow. Do you understand? So we'll have the overflow, but we will not go with, with, with it. It even makes people look down on others. Do you know that? Yes, 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 yes. Hmm. Nehemiah 9, I'm reading the NLT. Let's, it's quite a long passage, but we'll look at it, pick up a few things from it, stand up and pray and say, Lord, have mercy on us as we enter into another man. And we know we are desiring and we are thanking you for all the overflow. And, but please don't let us fall into this vicious cycle. Verse 22, then you help our ancestors conquer kingdoms and nations, and you placed your people in every corner of the land. How many of you know that the Lord is going to do that for us? They took over the land of King Sihon and of Heshbon, and the land of King Og of Bashan. You, Lord, made their descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and brought them into the land you had promised to their ancestors. Whatever God has promised and whatever God has purpose for us to become, to do, will come to pass. Verse 24, they went in and took possession of the land. I pray that we also go in and take possession of our land. It says, you subdued whole nations before them. Even the Canaanites who inhabited the land were powerless. Once you are in the overflow, even the things that used to challenge you will become powerless. The things that you used to overcome you will become powerless. It's not that they don't exist, but now their power does not, is not there. Your people could deal with these nations and their kings as they pleased. We will determine. Do you understand? We will determine. 
Verse 25, our ancestors captured fortified cities and fertile lands. Where others cannot gain victory, we can. Do you understand? Because when people see fortified cities, they don't even try. But we will not be moved by a fortified city. Even in the fortified city, we can capture it and fertile land. They took over houses full of good things with cisterns already dug and vineyards and olive groves and fruit trees in abundance. Are you appreciating what the Lord is doing for them and the same thing that the Lord is doing for us? Ha. Yeah. May every cistern that is you dig may it be fruitful. And may you receive abundance. It says, so they ate until they were full and grew fat and enjoyed themselves in all blessings. Say, this is my portion. Yeah. Hey, I like it. I like it. It says that so they ate until they were full and they grew fat. And then they enjoyed themselves in all your blessings. May you enjoy yourself. Do you know that many people have blessings, but they don't enjoy themselves. And they don't enjoy. In fact, it is one of the cardinal differences between a God blessing and then a man-made blessing by force, amade force, to make it happen. Yeah. He says he maketh rich and adds no sorrow. When it's coming from the Lord, you will enjoy it. As I, I finished school and I started working, and I realized that the more you are promoted, the less time you have to enjoy the promotion. Kai. <laughs> See, some of us, we make prayers and say things that we don't know what it entails. Lord, I want to become a manager. Lord, I want to become a director. Lord. But you don't appreciate that. You're also saying that, <laughs> let me be worn out. Let me be stressed. Um, I want more stress. I want more challenge. What we want is the one that God will give that you will enjoy the blessing. You will enjoy the blessing. Do you know that some people enjoy their marriage? And some people don't enjoy their marriage. And, that, and sometimes that is what makes us even be so, oh, what? Their marriage is not as nice as they are presenting. Their marriage is as nice as they are presenting it. Work on your own. I told them back, sorry, it's just for a few weeks. You'll be okay. You'll be, you'll be yeah. Verse 26. But despite all this, they have given you fertile land. You have captured fortified cities. Even the cisterns and things, they were dug for you. They have given you, you know, graves, olives. I mean, an abundance. You have overtaken. You have added this, this, this. Somebody say, but despite all this. Hey, I pray that God is not looking at us and saying that despite all this. Despite all this. I've had mercy on you. I've helped you overcome this. I've brought you this far. I've covered you. I've protected you. I've taken out of trouble. I've, 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 but despite, despite, despite. I think there's somebody called despite, isn't it? I don't even know why you have a name like But despite all this, they were disobedient and rebelled against God. Hey! <sighs> hmm. They turned their backs on you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets who want them to return to you. And they committed terrible blasphemies. 
And that is, you see, this message is for Christians. This one is not unbelievers' message. This is Christian message to Christians. Because the way that our overflow comes, when you are not careful, those who even prayed for you, encouraged you, gave you wisdom, gave you guidance, helped you, worked with you, prayed with you, they are the ones that you will come to despise. See, you killed your prophets because now they are trying to tell you that it's only small person. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> it's true. It's true that now you have money when you're working. Some is falling on this day, but, you know. And you see, I have seen uh, uh, situations, I don't think there's so much of it maybe around here, but who knows, there might be, where people get so much wealth that when they are even being counseled, their pastor calls them to cancel. They assume that oh, he wants money. So as the man is talking, talk, don't just take their wallet so that just shut up here. <laughs> go, and, go and buy an extra shirt and just be happy. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It is true. It is true. If, if you like watch yourself as you are growing, as you are becoming more and more blessed, then you see the changes that are happening. You will see the changes. You know, but someone gave us a joke which I can't really translate, so I cannot share with, with us. But you, you, you realize that the blessing that will make you become rebellious, make you become arrogant, make you disobey the word of God, the word of God that you stood on, used to share, used to, you know, to any, even when you see a cow, you want to preach to them. Now you despise that same word. You despise that same faith. You despise prayer. You despise evangelism. You despise, it's like, hey, you, well, don't you have anything else to do? Yeah. It's because there's a blessing. Yeah. It's because there's a blessing. We have more important things to do. We are not idle people. Who are idle? Who are those who are idle? Verse 27, so you handed them over to their enemies who made them suffer. But in their time of trouble, they cried to you and you heard them from heaven. In your great mercy, you sent them liberators who rescued them from their enemies. And that is the grace that we have. But it doesn't mean it should be abused. Do you understand? Because you see, sometimes the cycle just hits you like that. You realize that you had an amazing job. You had an amazing life. You had a, the one day you wake up and you realize that you've lost your job. They're taking your house back from you. They're there, they're there. Then you, and the thing is that sometimes you stroll in church. You won't say anything about anything. You'll be like, hey, we haven't seen a lot of time. I say, oh, we've been busy. And it's like, but I'm back, but I'm back. Don't just say, but I'm back, I'm back. Add the rest of the sentence to it. Yeah. Add the rest of, suddenly it's like, oh, Pastor Sam, when is the next evangelism? What, what time are we meeting? But some will say two. By 12.30, you are standing around there. Pastor, I'm here, I'm here. When, where are we going? May our service of God, our love of God, may it not be determined by the overflow. In fact, the fact that the overflow exists should give you freedom to even want to serve God more. To show your appreciation and to show that you know that it is him who has brought you where you are. Hmm. 
Ha, but it doesn't end there. Verse 28. But as soon as so God has shown mercy again, say, okay, I'm still going to just let you walk in the overflow. But as soon as they were at peace, your people again committed evil in your sight. And once more, you let their enemies conquer them. Yet, whenever your people turned and cried again, and cried to you again for help, you listen once more from heaven in your wonderful mercy. You rescued them many times. You rescued them many times. And you see, that is one of the wisdom I want to leave with us is the fact that, yes, God will show mercy. God will rescue you again. God will bring you, restore you. God will, you know, but you must realize that you are still depleting yourself. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you see, when you have certain experiences and you are broken in certain places, even when you are put together again, now there are certain uh, points that when they attach, it brings pain. And that is why the wisdom in it is not to say that grace abounds, so it doesn't matter. As for God, he's so merciful. So that, no, all you are going to do is that you, keep, you are going to just keep going back and forth, back and forth, whilst people are just also just going forward. And that is why you should also know that every time you are in the overflow, there is still more of an overflow that can come. Because when he says that he will do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask or think, it means that when you are asking increases, he can do above. When you are thinking increasing, he can do above. So when you think that now I have enlarged, then he will go beyond where you think you have enlarged to. So you can never catch up and say, oh, now me and God, we are thinking same. You are never on his level. You know, we can use uh, some of these social media uh, platforms, Facebook. And you will see that when they were, then they started maybe two friends or three friends, you know, whatever, Microsoft, when they started, it was like, okay, let's put our pennies together, let's build this, then they wake up one day and it's like, oh, this thing is now a million dollar company, do you understand? It, it's an overflow, but what you don't realize is that there's still more to come. So you see that in all these stories, there were people who dropped off. It's like, somebody will come and say, oh, I'll give you 10 million, give it to me, and the excitement of 10 million is like, wow, I'm now a millionaire. A few years later, they turn and they realize that the 10 million is now 200 million. It can even generate hate and spite in you. Let's finish reading the scripture. Many times. May you not waste God's grace and his mercy. Verse 29. You want them to return to your law. But they became proud and obstinate and disobeyed your commands. We are talking about God's people. We are not talking about ungodly people. We are talking about God's people. They did not follow your regulations by which people will find life if only they obey. They stubbornly turned their backs on you and refused to listen. And refused to. They turned their backs and refused to listen. We do it to our parents. We do it on every level. On every level. Yeah, it's like I, I don't need to take advice from my parents. Look, look at them, the way they have suffered and suffered. What advice can they give that will help? See, but there are some people, they are not kings or queens, but they are king makers and queen makers. Your mother or your father may not have reached a certain level 
but they can pray over you for you to get to that level. Verse 30, in your love, you were patient with them. For many years, you sent your spirit who won them through the prophets, but still they wouldn't listen. So once again, you allowed the peoples of the land to conquer them. Verse 31, we'll end there. But in your great mercy, you did not destroy them completely or abandon them forever. What a gracious and merciful God you are. Amen. What a gracious and merciful God you are. That should give us the confidence that the person we should stick close to and the person we should depend on more than anything else is God. We shouldn't depend on the overflow. We shouldn't depend on the abundance. We shouldn't depend on the fact that, okay, now I'm very anointed. Now I'm very blessed. Now I'm very prosperous. Now I'm very powerful. Now I'm a miracle. You should not depend on that. Because even your spiritual gift can become an idol. May we go against the grain. May we go against the grain. How are we going to go against the grain? Let's just look at this for and then we are going home. The first obvious one is that the more you are in the overflow, the more spiritual you should become. I keep saying this every time, that life is spiritual. We are raising too many carnal Christians, fleshy Christians. If you are a fleshy Christian, your overflow will destroy you. And that is why even as a minister, I must help you to grow spiritually before I even push you to go and I receive it, I catch it, I take it, I lock it. If you are not spiritual, you can take it and just crash Become more and more spiritual. It's what I call have the but God syndrome. Have the but God syndrome. You know, Ephesians 2, 4, the Bible says, in the King James, it says that, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. It was talking about how we had been blinded, how we had walked in darkness, but God. And you see the scripture we just read in Nehemiah, you realize that every time they messed up, but God. Many times, over and over. So you must walk with the but God syndrome. You must have the but God mindset. And listen, anytime I'm in a place and I just feel blessed, the only thing that comes to my mind is, Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, I appreciate the opportunity. Lord, I thank you that I can do this, that I can have this, that I can be this. Yesterday I got home, Phoebe had done a nice little video clip that she had put together about her mother, and she brought it to me, and I was just so touched and felt so loved. But above all of that, I knew that, but God, I could have had a daughter who despises me, I could have had a daughter who doesn't want to talk to me. I could have had a daughter who is wayward. I could have had a daughter who is, you know, is like, yeah, whatever, you know. Done a clip, and it was very nice. I said, this video, I will show you. And, okay, this camera, okay. Let's leave. Somebody say, but God. But God. Yeah. 
you are saying, but God. You have overcome a challenge, but God. But God. It's not our smartness. It's not our... Yeah. Sometimes, you see, you can... When you've had a broken heart and you've overcome the broken heart, you must say, but God. Yeah. Or you meet a person and you see how lousy the person is and how God took you out of what would have been a very lousy... Loud, you have to say, but God. If not for God, this would have been my husband. If not for God... Yeah. I had a friend who had, was engaged and they had a very messy breakup. I mean, it was just so traumatic. And just, you know, and I kept encouraging her that. About a year or so after, the guy went to, got married and they had a very lavish wedding and whatever. Within a few months, that wife surfaced looking for this friend of mine. It's like, how come nobody told me that? She said, literally, since she got married, she has been beaten continuously, consistently. But God. But God. You also have to become more compassionate. You see, when you become compassionate, it makes you more self-aware of your environment. Do you understand? And also of others. When you become compassionate, it makes you, you have the feeling and the sense of what others are going through. Or others who may not have the level of overflow that you have. You see that it was one of the things that you could see in Jesus' ministry, his level of compassion. When people were hungry, when people were sick, when people, you know, when even people fell into sin, he just had a certain level of compassion, you know, and it also helps you. There is a scripture, uh, Proverbs 14, 21. I like the way it's written in the message Bible. It says that it is criminal to ignore a neighbor in need, but compassion for the poor, for the poor what a blessing. Can you imagine? He's saying that it is criminal, Proverbs 14, 21, message. He said it is criminal to ignore a neighbor in need, but compassion for the poor, what a blessing it is. May you become more compassionate. Because that is one of our blind spots. Do you understand? We become more callous when we have everything. That is why we, don't, we are not eager for people to be saved. We are not eager about the salvation of souls. We are not eager about, where are these people? Are they going to heaven or hell? What is their faith going to be like? You need a heart of compassion. You need to be compassionate to be able to want to continue chasing them, helping. Well, I've called them twice. If they say they have stopped church, they have stopped church, whatever. If they want to backslide, they come back. You have to become more gracious and loving. More gracious and loving. Yeah. The verse 14, still in Proverbs 14, the message Bible says that a mean person gets paid back in meanness and a gracious person in grace. Amen. <laughs> because you know, you know there's this saying that you say that you have to be nice to the people you meet on your way up so that on your way down, you, you get it. because they'll be waiting for you as you're coming back down. Humility. Humility. Have the overflow with humility. 
Walk in the overflow with humility. Stay in the overflow with humility. Increase in the overflow with humility. First Peter 5, verse 5 and 6, the NLT says, In the same way, you younger men must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you serve each other in humility. For God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So, humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and he will lift you and honor you. Amen. You have to always remember, apart from the but God, you have to also remember that God is the one who deserves all the accolade and all the praise. God deserves it. God deserves it. Because that is why he says that, but my God shall supply all my needs, all your needs, all our needs. Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your needs, all our needs in Christ Jesus. You know, because you realize that the verses before, these were people who had been sacrificial, who had helped the missionaries, who had been available, and God had blessed them. We have to remember that even when we are working for God, we are serving God, we are working according to his statutes, we are living according to his word, we are trying to, we have to remember that it is still God who is in charge of all that we have. You must also want to have a desire for others to have the overflow. You must want others to have the overflow. You must help others to have the overflow. You must want others to walk in overflow. You must help. You see, we have to move away from where you want to be. Stand out. I'm so blessed. <laughs> I'm the most blessed. I have the one. I'm the one who has victory all the time. I'm the one who can. I'm the one who. I'm the most amazing at this. I'm, if you are amazing at something, then teach people how to become that amazing. Expose them to it. Lead them to it. Let them have an experience of it. It is a level of weakness to be intimidated by others rising. I don't know if I'm making sense to you. It's a level of weakness. See, some of us who teach people, but we teach them small. We show them, we show them a little so that they'll always be gap, gap, gap. It's a sign of insecurity. If you have experienced the overflow, show others how to get it. Help them get it. Take them there. Somebody say, I'm covering my blind spots. Finally, don't let the overflow corrupt you. Don't let it corrupt you. See? For those of us who are, have finished school or have started working or have just, you know, I am warning you that there are certain blessings that can make you become more corrupt. Not corrupt as in bribery and whatever, but can corrupt your faith, can corrupt your belief, can corrupt your principles. You realize that at a certain level, you are being exposed to maybe very fanciful things. You know, so now you go somewhere and you say, this is the most expensive wine. It is 50 years, uh, 50 years, it has the, you know, and you know you should just say that, I don't drink. But you just feel that at this level, if you can take a glass of wine, then do you really qualify for that place? I say you can easily become corrupt. 
James 5, the Bible says in verse 2 and 3 from the NLT, says that your wealth is rotten away and your fine clothes are moth-eating rags. Your gold and silver have become wealth, worthless. The very wealth you were counting on is what will eat away your flesh. It will eat away your flesh like fire. This treasure you have accumulated will stand as evidence against you on the day of judgment. Mercy. It is good for us to have this understanding as we are praying for overflow, as we are understanding overflow, as we are receiving overflow. We must also know that if I don't use the anointing that I'm getting well, if I don't use the favor that it can corrupt me. It can corrupt me. So you find pastors who have become corrupted. I mean, it, it's almost unthinkable to even understand. At what point did the pastor begin to realize that because he's so anointed, he can sleep with whoever he wants to sleep with? It's, it's almost like a certain level of stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get pregnant. I have the magic. Come. We laugh at some of these things and we think they're funny, but it's a reality. So not just pointing a finger at somebody who received an overflow and has become corrupted, but is having mercy on yourself that, Lord, help me, that should I arrive at this level? Should I become this? Should I become? Because I ask this question every time. That I am I'm quite old. I've lived a few decades. And I just realized that the same pe people rise up to a certain level. They expose themselves, whether it's sexual, whatever. There's a, and then it brings them down. Boom. And then you turn a right. And then another person has risen to the same and has gone through the same thing and then falls down. Boom. And then at just a point, you're wondering that. Ah, didn't you hear the same story? Didn't you also hear the same story? Didn't you hear about the same, the footballer? Didn't you hear about the president today? Didn't you? And then you two, you get there and then the same. Because till you are in it, you assume that, as for me, no, I'm so principled. Even if I become president, if I become, the, no, no, no. If I become, the, no, 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 I, I will not. It is foolishness to not have that understanding and to not have that mindset that we are all vulnerable, but God. 